Hey, before I jump into the podcast itself, I wanted to put myself out there and see if there's any more people that would be interested in becoming patrons of the podcast. What that means is you help make the podcast possible by supporting it. Uh, whether it be the cost of the website or the podcast or the equipment, there are currently 70 people that give as little of, as $1 a month to help make it possible. And also uh, the, the money that comes in that goes beyond just the actual uh, providing for the podcast to exist. I also have plans of creating more video teaching shorts. Some of you over the years have seen uh, short videos that I've created, and I have partnered with some video professional videographer friends of mine, and I want to make more of those. And so some of the money that comes in is helping me to get more equipment to create some higher quality videos and then occasionally hire videographers. So if that's something that you're interested in, um, right now, there, you know, 70 people giving as little as $1 a month. You can go to patreon.com slash things about things. It's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash things about things. And people who give on different levels get different rewards, goodies. I'll mail you stickers and art prints and, and more. So yeah, just wanting to put myself out there and ask if there are more of you that might be interested in doing that. I have a goal of 300 patrons to partner with me to help make that a reality to create more video teaching shorts. I think I'm at 70 now as I'm recording this and would love for you to consider throwing in a buck a month or more to help make that a reality. All right, we'll hop into the podcast now. Thanks. Hello, wonderful people. This is Jason English with Things About Things, simplifying concepts without sacrificing depth, and I have been waiting for this one for a long time. I want to talk about male privilege. I'm actually, this is part of an, kind of an extended emphasis on white male heterosexual Christian pastor privilege. I already published one called White Privilege. So I won't talk about that too much in this one. It will probably come up a little bit, just for a brief moment. So if there's anything I leave out in any other category, just forgive me. This is an emphasis on the phrase male privilege. There's a lot of nuance here. I also want to ask for forgiveness on the front end now. Uh, related to just the nuances and vocabulary limitations that I will bring into this regarding gender in general. Talking about male privilege, there will be times that I will speak about males and their treatment of females. But I also want to say on the front end that I acknowledge that there are also there's also male privilege as it pertains to non-males. So there are times that I might say women or females, 
but just want to acknowledge that male privilege has hurt not just women, but also all non-males. So please forgive me on the front end if I don't use all of the correct vocabulary as I should. I've been researching for maybe six months getting ready for what I'm about to say. And then at the last minute, I realized I don't want to really speak into the research as much as I just want to speak from my heart here. So this is going to be a, a bit messy and a bit all over the place. First thing I want to do is acknowledge male privilege. There, like I have been afforded a relatively easier life because I was born a male. That doesn't mean that it's bad that I am male, of course. I believe that every human being is made in the image of God, including males. And I don't want to, I don't want to start off by making it seem like I'm ashamed to be male. I'm not ashamed to be male. But the privilege that has come by being male is mostly because of the mistreatment of non-males and the limitation and the holding back of non-males. And that's bad. So I want to acknowledge that I have been afforded a relatively easier life because I'm a male and more specifically because of what males have done and do. There's this patriarchy, there's toxic masculinity that has caused this. I say toxic because masculinity in of itself is good and holy. There are aspects of being a man that are good things. But there are also stereotypical, reinforced, exaggerated aspects of masculinity that are toxic and bad and oppressive. So again, I'm all over the place here because I kind of abandoned most of the notes that I had taken. So going way out of order here, I just want to talk about women's suffrage. So 100 years ago, in this country, there had to be an effort, a strong effort to even have women have the right to vote. Why would women even have to fight for rights? That is terrible. And it has to do with oppression, male oppression, which l led to male privilege. Now, this is, uh, this is not a knock against our country or not only a knock against our country, because the United States is certainly not the only country in the world who has held women back. I would I would say that you know I'm I'm no I don't I'm not, I don't know all of world history or anything like that. But as a general rule, it just sort of seems like men have held women back in the world in the history of the world. So I, I don't want to just pick on the United States alone, but this is where I live. This is where I was born and raised. And so this is the culture that I'm in and the culture that I want to be a part of, uh, seeing progress and move forward and heal. So as a general rule, it seems like 
those with privilege have privilege based on oppression and marginalization. So I think the goal here, and this kind of goes across the board with all the privilege categories that I'm talking about, is when we end oppression and marginalization, then we can begin to all experience the same privilege and honor of being one with each other. I think one of the reasons that there's there's been a toxic masculinity is there's something that a lot of a lot of us males have been told about what it means to be a man that is a false sense of like it's meeting it's it's the wrong way of meeting a deep need that we have of knowing ourselves not all men are the same I, th- I think it's destructive that I grew up being shown in movies, TV, you know, cultural, the, the, the example of the definition and fullness of a man had to do with being tough, being um, l- desiring violence and killing I didn't see a lot of example of, for instance, celebrating the arts as a manly thing, as a, as a something that males would do. And that's ridiculous. I love art. And I don't think that there is something inherently non-male about loving art. Uh, another thing is humility. It seems like humble, true humbleness doesn't seem to be what I was shown of what men are like. Men are supposed to be like super confident and always act like they can do everything and accomplish anything and take over anything. There's this like oppressive, assertive. I don't really know how to say it except to say it like patriarchy hasn't really it, like patriarchy hasn't really given created the space for males to be able to say that we're not good at something or that we don't know how to do something or that we're not an expert at something. And that's not good. Um, I, I'm just thinking back in my childhood and my teenage years, uh, everything from locker room talk. I mean, uh, guys, listening will will understand not not only locker room talk but the things that are written on the stalls of re- public restrooms and and men's restrooms or at least even if it's not just a men's restroom the things that are written by men in restrooms they speak to like the worst of us there's so much there's a lot of sexually aggressive and entitled language so non-males listening I don't know if you knew that but men write gross sexual stuff not all men of course but uh, it's kind of a thing in, in restroom stalls 
And that's not, that's not what it means to be a man. Being associated with killing and violence and being sexually aggressive, these are not re- attributes of what it means to be a real man. And I realize that not all of my listeners are people that would say that they have put their faith in Jesus. Um, but I, I want to talk about Jesus for a couple minutes because whether you believe in Jesus as you know the Messiah, the anointed one, God in the form of humanity or not, Jesus of Nazareth as a teacher in ancient Near Eastern culture that didn't really honor women publicly, Jesus was constantly honoring women. Jesus confided in women. Jesus was um, funded by women. I, I follow a um, great guy named Carlos Rodriguez. He's the director of a, a nonprofit, a ha- happy nonprofit. I think it's called Happy. And he said some of this. I'm, I'm quoting him. Uh, Celebrated women by name, learned from women, respected women, spoke of women as examples to follow. And then he says, now it's our turn. And I, I, I mean, 2,000 years ago, I mean, it, it was only 100 years ago in this country that women couldn't vote. 2,000 years ago, Jesus was honoring women publicly, confiding in women, funded by women, celebrated women by name, learned from them, respected them, spoke of them as examples to follow. And so let me just say, this is kind of a ridiculous, exaggerated thing for me to say or impossible, but I just want to apologize on behalf of men, including myself, for to apologize to women and apologize to all non-males for the disgusting, ridiculous, oppressive, toxic, aspect of what we have done in the world, in the history of the world. Men are better than that. Real men are better than that. Now, there's no way I could really speak into, I'm I'm not an expert on all of the attributes of positive male energy, but I am a male and some of the things that come to mind are, I think that there's a positive male energy that includes sacrifice. Now that's not to say that non-males don't have that. That's not my point. But what I feel in me as a male is that part of what I'm made for includes sacrifice. I I think men, real men are progressing and learning what it means to be nurturing. I'm so happy to see so many more dads carrying kids on their backs and on their bellies and uh, cooking and doing the laundry. And dads don't, like dads, real dads don't just give their kids 10 minutes at bedtime. Real dads are involved in their in their kids' lives, getting to know who they really are, listening to them, teaching them, and learning from them. I think things are changing, at least in my experiences. What I've seen is a really healthy change among real men. So again, I'm I'm sort of hopping around a lot here, but 
going back to the the apology, I think that there's men's violence against women or, or against non-males is a systemic problem. And there's healing happening, but it's obviously not over. I, I think that the, that systemic problem has led to male privilege that then leads to male entitlement when you have, and this goes across the board too. I think when you have privilege, if you're not, if you don't leverage the privilege for the benefit of the marginalized and help heal that, it can lead to an entitlement and a false sense of deserving something that was not earned properly or was not gained properly, if that makes any sense. I also want to quickly note that not all, not all men's experiences are the same and not all male privilege is the same because there are other privileges that can come into play as well and, or lack of privileges. For instance, a gay man might not always experience the same privilege male privilege or men of different ethnicities or religions. In other words, there are a lot of different kinds of privileges and just because a male has male privilege doesn't mean they have it to the same extent as another male would. And so there's a lot of nuance here. So not all men would experience this privilege in the same way. Uh, Men of color uh, men from a, a, a lower socioeconomic background, even, even, even men who aren't as traditionally masculine in the way that the culture has, has demonstrated that over the years, they, the men who aren't as traditionally masculine might lose some of their male privilege, if that makes sense. There's a blog post that I read that was called Unpacking the Male Privilege Jockstrap, and it was a list of 100 privileges that men have, and it was like this checklist. And um, that was very sobering to read, just looking at all these different things that I didn't necessarily identify with all of them. I haven't experienced all of them, but... It's like, again, I'm not saying that I'm bad because I'm male. I'm not bad because I'm male, but just put quite simply and bluntly that this male privilege involves this undue, unfair advantage that has benefited me more than non-males. Like, I've never... I've never had to even think about being the first male staff person at my job or faculty member, department chair, those kinds of... I wasn't the... Like when I I was teaching, sometimes I teach at App State uh, as an adjunct in public speaking... I wasn't thinking when I've met with the other staff, I wasn't, it never even went through my mind like, oh, I'm the first male professor in this department. 
nothing, those things didn't even cross my mind. Right. Um, I've never even had somebody raise the question. Was he only, was he hired as like a token male because of his gender? Um, does that make sense? So here's what I want to, I guess here's what I really want to say. Deep down, what I really want to say, and again, this is just the speaking from the heart, abandoning the research and the statistics and all that stuff, because that's not really what, that's not really the voice that I want to bring to this conversation is, is, you know, just statistics. Uh, Here's what I want to say from my heart is that Men have not only harmed non-males, but men have also harmed males by bringing a shame and emasculating other males for not being those extreme archetypes of masculinity or the I'm not, sometimes I'm not good with vocabulary words in the moment when I'm, when I'm just thinking, you know, but I sense that it's changing and I don't mean it's changing everywhere because there's still horrible, toxic masculinity, but here's what I want to say. And I, by no means do, do I claim to be some prophet or anything like that, but I just want to say something out loud in hopes that it's like declaring the truth of what I'm seeing and what I'm feeling and what I'm experiencing with some of my friends that are male is that toxic masculinity is over. And what I mean is, yes, it still exists in the world. Yes, it still exists horribly in the world. But what I mean, there is something that has shifted. And I think that the men that are still meaningfully, purposefully toxic. It's like the Titanic has already hit the iceberg and it is sinking, but some people don't know it and they're still dancing in the ballroom pretending that they're still on top and they're not. I think that, the, I think that there's an extreme, uh, what am, how am I trying to... Here's what I really mean. It's over, but the people that are experiencing it, that truly believe that this extreme false masculinity, toxic masculinity, they're so terrified that it has changed that they'll do anything to defend their kingdom that has already fallen or is falling. My guess is none of you in that category are even listening to this right now, but if you are, it's over. It has fallen. You can pretend that it's not over and you can do one last ditch effort like a snake with its head cut off, flailing around. But a f- the false kingdom has fallen and that is the best thing that could have ever happened to us males because the, the rain 
the false reign, even the phrase kingdom, right? King. Now, a separate conversation. I think that there are really healthy aspects of the definition of kingdom. If we try to zoom out of just thinking of the word king meaning male, but that's for another time. And so for, just let me just try to declare that for us, for all of us, for all males, for all the non-males. Can we not only believe together, but move forward together, believing that toxic masculinities, time has fallen. And because it has fallen, but it's early in this new in this transition that there are still those that don't know it, or maybe they do know it. And they're so terrified that they're getting even more exaggerated in it. And there are some people who, who won't listen, who will never listen. And there's nothing we're going to do to change their mind. And even as I say that, I acknowledge that there are probably still plenty of things in my own mind, in my own heart, that I still hold accidentally as a product of the environment in which I was raised. But it's, it's fading away. It's a new day. And maybe there, is, maybe there is a time for us to be ashamed of the horrible, oppressive ways of false masculinity and at the same time be proud of what it means to be a real man, whatever that means. And there's, I'm not even going to get into more because I don't even know what else to say. But whatever it means to be real, a real male, a real man, whatever God intended when God created males as reflecting part of the image of God, not the whole, right, but part to move forward together and learn what that means in humility, through listening, through experiencing, through risking. So let's, let's move forward together, believing that that is true and that that is possible to be even more true. That, that, we will honor non-males publicly. We will confide in non-males, celebrate non-males by name, learn from non-males, respect non-males, and speak of non-males as examples to follow, that we will not be defined by violence and being sexually aggressive and entitled 
We will not be defined by killing. We will not be defined by locker room talk. We will not be defined by thinking that we are stronger and better at everything and entitled to whatever just because we're men. That is not the case. But there is something so beautiful and good about the real version of who we are. Can we do that? Can we learn together and grow together? May it be so. And I think that's all I've got for this one. Thanks for listening. I hope this has been helpful regardless of who you are and where you're at and what you've experienced. If you've experienced shame, oppression, marginalization, I'm sorry. We can do better and we will do better. So thanks for tuning in to this episode and you can go to thingsaboutthings.com for more things. Things.